Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Billy Horn, and you're listening to the Raspy Voice Kids. This is the Raspy Voice Kids podcast. You are listening to Brandon Phoenix. I also hate Pitt is the name. I'm with my brother. JN Phoenix in the building. Today it's time for pop culture. Pop. All right. So, Jeremy, what are we doing today? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling feeling so good. Yeah, man. I was about to start getting into other things that made me feel good. We'll talk about the Baylor game here in just a little bit. But in the meantime, for pop culture, we're going to talk about what are we talking about? The Social Dilemma. Social Dilemma. That's right. Social Dilemma is a movie on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, you got to see it. Documentary on Netflix. Yes, it's a a docudrama. Okay, yeah. It's a docudrama. Um, Don't get real technical. All right. Yeah, because because there's documentary features, but they also have a dramatic. No, no I agree. I agree. I yeah. Agree. So they so it's a combination of both. It gives you facts with a little bit of re- reality based fiction. And to me, it was dope. I thought it was great because it got behind the scenes or something that we're all involved in, and that is social media. Social media. We talk about it all the time. It's all around us, and that's what it looks at. It. That's what it deals with. Matter of fact, it goes in depth. With some of the creators and the uh, CEO, not CEOs, or yeah, but see, executives to help develop presidents, yeah, people, people, founders, people who helped to develop social media. Whether it's Pinterest, whether it's Instagram, Facebook. whether it's Facebook, they go into all that Twitter. And the main thing is they talk about how it's it, it, it how it's driven, how their main focus is to consume most of your time. And there's specific things that happen and uh, decide depending on what you click on, this whole thing is completely tailored, completely catered to what you look at, how long you look at it, uh, how many clicks you give to certain things so that your entire time and all, you know, all your excess time and attention 
can be consumed by their product. And you say excess time and attention, but this is not about excess time and attention. This is about your time and attention. All of it. They want all of it, all the time, any way they can get it. And the thing that gets me, the thing I said, I talked to Kyle Federline about this from Parent Quest and from Real Dudes Podcast. We talked about this last night. Back then, they call him K-Fed. But you can call, call me Daddy, Daddy instead. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out to K-Fed, Carl. Carl. <laughs> <laughs> That's his name on Twitter, Carl Federline. But Kyle Federline, shout out to the homeboy. Uh, but the song I really think about when I think about Kyle is Black Coffee, No Sugar, No Cream. Right, right, right. Yeah. Anyway, for those who know, that's the song I think about. But um, we talked about the social dilemma. And one of the things we talked about is that, to me, I was surprised that it did not hit on, and there are some spoilers in this, just a spoiler alert. I was surprised it did not hit on the similarities between social media and big tobacco and fast food. That's true. And the reason I say that is because social media presents itself as unassuming, presents itself as a good time. Hey, here you go. Presents itself as fun. But really, there's more to the story. The same thing with fast food. Jeremy, can you name a fast food uh, company, a fast food restaurant that does not have yellow or red in their logo? No yellow or red in their logo. Name one. Give me 10 seconds and go. 10, 9, 8. Seven, six, five, four, three, I, I two, can't. one. I can't. White Castle. That was white. In the old days, you're right, but now they have yellow in their logo in the castle. Okay. Okay. Well, they in did. the old days, you're right. It used to be blue and white, but Oof. now they have yellow in there. That was after the buzzer. You know, throw throw the challenge flag. <laughs> white Castle is the only one I could ever think of too. Yeah. But the thing is, yellow and red have a have an effect on our psyche. They actually drive. They actually have an effect on us, on our hunger, on desire, on impulse. And most people have no idea. Big Tobacco did the same thing. What I'm talking about is you're battling something. You're trying to say no to something, or you're fighting against something, or you, that you don't even know you're actually fighting. You're in a battle. You don't even know you're actually in a battle. They know they're they know they're in a battle for your mind and your heart. You have no idea. So as they as we say, you get got. Okay, I, I I know that you feel this very interesting. For honestly, I watch the Social Dilemma. I'm not telling you not to watch it. I didn't really learn a whole lot. I mean, all right, that is, that was interesting, but everything else they said, I kind of knew already. Like, like everything you do and click on, they know and record, and then they try to do something to present you with the same type thing, so you keep watching. That's the reason why, in my mind, when I start talking to friends. Not even on my phone, and then I get on my phone, and the first ads that pop up are what we were just talking about. That's how I know, first of all, the phone's listening, and they Always are listening. listening. Or I go to East Bay, uh, a shoe company, or, or you know, a grilling place, and then I go to ESPN, and at the bottom of ESPN, there's ads for exactly the same grilling equipment I just was looking at 20 minutes ago on a totally different website. And granted, that's not social media, but that's the, those are websites, but that's how everything's working these days, you know? Yeah. So I wasn't really surprised in the fact that they do things that consume your time and, hey, how about you check out this? The funny thing is, you can know it all you want, but the question, I guess, is, are you letting it consume your time? Yes, is the answer. Yes. For most people today, it is consuming us because they lumped in this, not just social media, email, text messaging. Like, for example, when you're texting somebody, how do you know they're texting you back? 
It says the little ellipses, the little three dots populated, let you know. And I dare you to say that when you text somebody and those three dots pick up, you're like, oh, you know, what? I'm not going to look at my phone for 10 minutes. No, you sit right there, sit right there till it's done. Till it's done. 100%. Hopefully, hopefully, or you're depressed as you keep seeing those buttons <laughs> and then nothing comes through. And all social media has that now, so it gives you an alert, basically, that somebody is responding to you. Or, they want to keep you engaged. Or if you're left on scene. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> left on red. You know. There's nothing worse than being left on red. I mean, I wouldn't know, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs> But it is. It's just crazy to me. So the question is, are you going to delete your social media? And my answer is no, because for one... Everybody's answer is no, okay? There are some people who have. Facebook got so worried about it, they put out a two-page, seven-point document to refute the claims made in The Social Dilemma. Got you. And so, and normally, it, Facebook does not respond to I wonder if Facebook said, to all you losers who are thinking about... No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah. Just joking. Just teasing. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I was going to delete anything, it would be Facebook. Facebook mm. is the most clunky. It's the most cumbersome. It's too big. It's it's too big. It's like it's like what? <laughs> it's just too much. <laughs> Facebook is too much. Facebook is too involved. Uh, Jeremy said something off the record, but anyway, <laughs> it's just too much. If I was going to get rid of anything, it would be Facebook. My favorite is Twitter. Twitter's my favorite. Twitter's definitely my favorite. Easily. It's not even close. Instagram is second. Then uh, Snapchat and Facebook are probably about the same to me. No, nah, Facebook gives me a little bit more than Snapchat. Snapchat um, Snapchat serves its purpose. Snapchat, <laughs> says, <laughs> Snapchat serves its purpose. Stays in its lane. It stays, stays in, in its lane. lane. But that's it. That's all we got. Have you watched The Social Dilemma? Um, it's on Netflix, right? It's on Netflix. We need to get some money for 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 constantly shouting out Netflix and different things, you know. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, for Anyways, sure. Netflix should be sponsored. Let us know how you feel. Social media, you about to give it up? You staying with it? You feel exploited? I don't. But you don't I don't feel exploited. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You don't feel exploited. I don't feel exploited. I know I have been and am, but I don't feel exploited. That's a it's a very little uh, intricate dance you're doing there. It's true. Real. All day. All right. That's the RPK. By myself. <laughs> By myself. All day. You want to go night-night? <laughs> <laughs> That's the RVK's position on the social dilemma. What do you think about the social dilemma? Let us know when you listen to this. Tweet at us. It's usually the most effective way. You can also get at us on Anchor by leaving a voice message. Um, you can message us on Instagram, Facebook, any place where the RVK inhabits on our social media because we have our own social dilemma. Holla at your boys. Yeah, boys. Rat me, boys. Big shout to Shrinkables. Shrinkables. Supporting the RVK partnership since day one. Game three. Baylor came storming into Morgantown. The Mountaineers are ready for him. A battle, an all-out battle. Not one overtime, but two overtimes came to prove who truly was in the bottom of the Big 12. Was in the bottom of the Big 12. Hey, we are not Kansas. Excuse me, excuse me. We are not Kansas. We came away with a W. Third game, 2-1-1. 
Good results because we got the W. There's a lot to think about. A lot of people are talking this and that. Overall feeling, Brandon, how'd you feel about the game? I felt like the defense showed itself again. It showed itself to be legitimate. It showed itself to be solid. Um, Oklahoma State, we were left out on the field so much. Again, with 12 penalties, four turnovers, the defense was left out there on the field way too much yet again, but they showed up all but maybe about 60 seconds at the end of the at the end of regulation. Um, offense, ridiculous. The offense is absolutely ridiculous. Jared Dagey is near the bottom of the Big 12 in QBR. I believe he ranks number seven at like 58.4 for QBR. But Letty Brown and company, Letty Brown's averaging 5.3 yards per carry. 80-something percent of that is after contact, I believe. He almost went for 100 yards again. Again. Yes. And he had not great blocking. The best offensive lineman, James Gemitter, was out. Um, Zach Frazier played well yet again. Amen. But the rest of the offensive line, not super happy about him. I uh, I let's deal with the positive first. And also, I'm not the other thing I'm not happy about special teams. All another right. another we'll, major special teams blunder. But we'll we'll come back to that. Let's start out with the things we love, and, and you know the defense. Man, they're playing ball. They gave up 27 rushing yards. I remember after the Oklahoma State game, a lot of people were worried about what we do, what we were going to do against this Baylor rushing attack. Here's the thing. Darius said it last year, they're soft. I was worried. Last year they proved it. This year, was it going to be motivation for Baylor to get it right? That's what I was afraid of. They showed it again. Darius, two and a half sacks. Four tackles. Fields doing his thing. Mesador with another sack. Like, these dudes played ball. When they said they're soft, it was very clear they're soft. And 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 uh, like I said, the defense played that way. The interceptions, the way they, um, you know, what's it called? Group tackle to the ball, yeah. flew around swarm, to the ball, swarm to the ball. Uh, we we didn't have Cohen. Cohen wasn't even in the game, and we still, man, we are playing such good football on defense right now. It's a beautiful thing to see. The interceptions, the hands. I'm telling you, bro. Defensively, we look so good. We look so good that we're actually ranked number one in total defense in the Big Twelve. We're number three in rushing defense at 102 yards per game. Number one in passing defense at 166 yards per game. Number one in red zone touchdown percentage allowed at 40%. And total tackles were number one. Tony Fields, the second, has 29 in three games. Balling. Now here's a question. Now that we got through the stats and given love, real question. Do you really feel like our defense is this good? Yes. Brandon. I actually believe that. Okay. I actually okay. believe that. Baylor had 47 points against Kansas. Now, granted, it was Kansas, but to score 47 points, you got to be able to score. Did Oklahoma State score about the same amount against Kansas? Yes, but Oklahoma State is going to get better on offense as time goes on. Because I'm the redshirt saying. freshman, here's what you got to remember about the redshirt freshman. The redshirt freshman didn't practice because of quarantine, because of co- contact tracing. Okay. I'm, a- I'm asking. I, I want to know your real opinion. I genuinely believe this defense. Is, I, also- I believe this defense. Now, I take I don't Paul. Know, I don't. When I say this, I don't mean I should. I should, I should say Brandon, this. I don't know that this is the best. Let me defense. no, no. Before you start, let me just say, we played Eastern Kentucky University, which is one of the worst offenses. Period. Yeah, one of the worst teams. Period. We played Oklahoma State with a backup freshman quarterback. With True the, freshman quarterback. The week before, they couldn't do anything against. I can't Tulsa. remember Tulsa. Now we're playing Baylor. Now the only thing is, it's, it, it, 
Is it possible that maybe they just beat up on a weak Kansas team? I'm just saying, think about that. And by the way, I'm not telling you what to think. I'm not telling you or the rest of Mountaineer Nation what to think. I'm just asking the question now that you realize. I believe yes, because, again, this defense has been done no favors by the offense. The offense does not eat up clock. Very, very true. The, def- the offense turns the ball over. The offense gets penalized. Special teams has been garbage. And yet they still are number one in the conference with all of that stacked against them. Being put in bad position after bad position. Bad field position. Bad mental and momentum position. And yet they're still number one. I you Now, know I'm not saying that they're the best necessarily. They're, they are right now statistically. But I think this is a very good defense legitimately. Okay, so here's my opinion. And mind you, Tony Fields has not been playing. It's not playing 100% of the snaps. Tony Fields did not play. Uh, he, I think he played 26 snaps the first game. So here's my opinion. I said that, and I look, and I realize I honestly feel like we haven't played any good offenses. Like like Oklahoma State was supposed to be, they are not. I don't care what they did last week. We saw what they did against Tulsa. You have a freshman quarterback. I honestly feel like we've never, we have not been tested yet this year. That is a straight up truth. We have not been tested this year. That being said, the eye test passes for me. The speed of the linebackers, the ability for our defensive line to get pressure, I think we're for real. I look at our cornerbacks, their swag, the way they guard, I think we are for real. I don't think that being one of the top 10 defenses in the country, I think that's a product of playing really weak offenses right now. And also having about 50 or you know 50 teams not playing football. That's right. Um, but are we going to be a top 25 defense? Absolutely. Do I think that we have the players and they have this grit and grind and they get the confidence? Absolutely. I don't think we're as, as elite as we are showing at this moment, but I still, they pass the eye test for me. That's the, they pass my eye test. I just wanted the polls. I just want to throw that out there because I know there's some people that think about. I don't think that the 85 bears. But Brandon, did you think about that before I mentioned it? What? The offense that they faced. Yeah, I thought about that, but the thing I I thought about that, but I also thought about how bad our offense has been. Our offense has done them no favors. Yeah, yeah, but, but like but, you said, yourself, but we did this against Baylor last you year. You said this yourself. You said it yourself. I thought the defense was good last year. Yeah, but you said it yourself. Um, the defense never put any pressure on that true freshman quarterback. He never felt against Oklahoma State. He never felt the fire. He the never, off, because because the the, the, the the offense never put them in a position where he had to try to make a amen. play. West Virginia's offense never scored enough points to made yeah, there you go. And we and we turned the ball over, scoop and score, gave up a big run to L D Brown. Down seventeen nothing. He's got nothing to worry about. His offensive coordinator says, Hey look, turn a hand off the ball. Yeah. Turn a hand off the ball, easy dinking th- dunk throws. Amen. Um, coverages are to his advantage, so that's why I that's why I give credit to the defense because they've been put in bad positions, even if they are not great offenses. Yeah, Eastern Kentucky, I throw out the window. I throw that all the way out the window. <laughs> but you got to remember, yeah. other teams have played bad offenses yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just wanted look. We keep it real on this, so I don't, I don't, I want one hundred. So I want, I wanted the real evaluation. Let's get to the other side of the ball, offensively. It's been rough. I tweeted. The uh, offense output has been rough. But let's break it down. Is it everything, you know, how do we really feel about it? I got rankings for that, too. All right, let's see. The total offense in the Big 12, we rank number five. That's middle of the pack. 441 yards per game, which is not terrible. 
Rushing offense is number three at 177 yards per game. Nice. Huge improvement over last Absolutely. year. Absolutely. Passing offense is number six at 264 yards per game. Okay. A little, little higher than I expected, to be Me honest. Me too. Me too. Me too. Out of 10, it's six. It's still not good. Not even close. First half rushing, number one, with Letty Brown leading the way, 232 yards. First half receptions, number one, Sam James with 14 catches. Does not list how many drops he's had. All right, we'll get to that. Hey, calm down. <laughs> Bump the brakes. Okay. So what do you think about this offense? Let's, we're talking real I, talk. Before for, the season started. Real talk for week three. Things could change. We're right now, game three, going into game four. Brandon, you were worried about the receivers going into the season. I told you I was not worried. I was wrong. You were right. I thought these receivers would be a lot stronger, a lot more physical. I thought 50-50 balls would not be 50-50. They have been 90-10 in favor of the defense. I thought that the offensive line – I actually thought the offensive line was going to be a problem. And the offensive line has been a problem in pass blocking. Even run blocking has not been great. Letty Brown's got a lot of yards off of making people miss and off of breaking tackles. I, look, look, I firmly stand behind them run blocking. It is head and shoulders better than what it was last year. Yeah. It's exactly what you want to see. But it's still, it's, no, no, it's no, no, not no. better. It's – Three times better than it was last year. Four times better than it was last year. And it's still not good, which tells, you, what, tells you a lot about last year. It is year. good, actually. I mean, it actually is good. I don't think it's amazing. You think, you think the run blocking is good? I think it's good. Uh, yes. I think it's okay. Run blocking is good. Now, whereas we talked about Baylor and Oklahoma State's offense, their defense to me can't be questioned. Now, you can say, hey, look, we didn't put Oklahoma State's defense can't be questioned. You would say, oh, hey, well, Baylor's either. Baylor played some he- heck of ball games last year. They held uh, Georgia's 26 in the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, like, so, so here's the thing. Their defense are, are legit. Um, and we're still able to run the ball against them. Their offense may be garbage. But, but defensively, and the problem is, running up all these yards, our run offense is good. But it doesn't equate when you don't put points on the board. People don't care about it. You know, we're talking about all offensive stats, how many yards we throw for and run for, how we had so many yards against Oklahoma State. Doesn't matter if situationally down inside the twenty yard line, we can't put the ball in the end zone. Which is interesting because against Baylor, guess what our red zone percentage was? What four for four touchdowns? Okay, well, okay. Now we did not get in the red zone very often. But we made it four times and scored Hold four up. touchdowns. Four for four touchdowns. Okay, okay. We scored 27 points. Yeah, yeah. Two of them were in overtime when you start in the red zone. And I understand. When they scored <laughs> in the red zone. I'm the, just saying that's field, a little listen, watered down. The field shrinks. The defense has the advantage. And we scored touchdowns. Four times out of four times in the red zone. I think it's so. Ben- I give cre- I give credit because because our red zone offense has been bad prior All to right, this. We'll give credit. I think it's more of a bend but don't break. Hey, West Virginia can't go eighty yards and score a touchdown. They can go twenty five yards, but they can't go eighty yards. So we'll bend, but we we won't break. Anyway, yeah. anyway, but I, I'm loving West Virginia's offense. I I really excuse me. I really solidly like. I understand you're loving their offense. The running, no, the running, the run blocking. Okay. I really am. I th- I think they're doing a good job. Okay. The creativity needs to be there. The all, the the, the pat- So you're you're calling on Gerard Parker and I'm you're calling on Neil Brown. And I'm and I'm calling on the pass blocking, man. The pass blocking the pla- pass blocking is atrocious. Our tackles are atrocious. It's it's terrible and you know, you bring tight ends in there to help them chip a little bit, but you got to do something more. They haven't done they didn't do that 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 much against Oklahoma State tight end wise. They did more of that against Baylor, it seemed like, yeah. to me. Because you saw there was a real problem. 14-point output. Think about these games, Brandon. We're killing them statistically. 
And where does the big problem come in? Go ahead, talk about it. Let's get let's get to the final the final two. We're gonna put them together. Special teams and penalties. Go ahead. Special teams and penalties. Oh well, turnovers. two games in a row. Turnovers too. Turnovers too. Two games in a row. Twelve penalties, which is not is a high for Neil Brown WVU teams. Twelve penalties over a hundred yards, which is worth according to statistically, it's worth about seven points when you give up a hundred yards worth of penalties. And here we are, two games in a row, giving up seven points. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. On just penalties. We're not including the four like turnovers. Drake, back to back. Two games in a row. Four turnovers, including a special teams blunder again. Bryce Ford Wheaton running into Alex Sinkfield. <laughs> always. Ow. Always. And I know it's like, it's, it's, a, it's a crazy freak move. No. Only our team. Is Joe, so like, was it you, Jeremy, that said it's Joe DeForest coaching special teams again? No, that's what I said. Yeah. I yeah. don't know what it is about Morgantown, but we can't, we suddenly cannot play special teams for the last decade. It's crazy to for me. For the life of me, I cannot believe. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that penalties, turnovers, drop passes. Oh my goodness. We're going to get the elephant in the room. Let me say this. I always start out saying this first. There is talent at receiver at West Virginia. Lots there of talent. There is big time talent at West Virginia at receiver. The thing Sam James and Bryce Wheaton could do sometimes running and cutting and getting open is something you can't teach. They can be All-Americans, Brandon. Their talent is good enough to be All-Americans. The overtime back shoulder catch by Bryce Ford Wheaton was something of beauty, a thing of beauty. But you know what you can't be an All-American doing? Gator arm. Dropping passes. You don't win All-Americans for dropping passes. You're not All-Conference for dropping passes. Like, yeah. we won that game. That ball was perfectly thrown by Teach Me How to Deggy across the middle in between the safety in the corner on third or maybe second and long in the fourth quarter, and it goes between Sam James' hands. Like, athletically, you can't teach what he has. He has to just lock down. Last year, he didn't get there. This year is looking more of the same. Sam James, baby. SJ, I need you. I ain't talking about Sean John. I need you, baby. Get them hands ready. Concentrate on the ball. If he does that, man, he... Our receiving core could be one of the best in the country. Especially when you consider Winston Wright is doing his thing. Yeah. He uh, didn't blow up, didn't do anything special against Baylor, but uh, I believe he had four catches. Yeah. Yep. So it's all there out in front of us. I like that we haven't played our best offensive ball yet because we're 2-1 and one with good defense. Um, we could be 3-0 and oh had we played offense, but we didn't. But it's all out there in front of us. Kansas is a great game to get a tune-up in. You get a bye week, then you get Kansas. So it's looking like we got a lot to look forward to. Sorry, I like Deggy. I like the way he throws. Um, last game, he kind of made me feel a little, a little uneasy, a little bit more uneasy than, than I have been about him. The interceptions. That, not, w- that one pass, where in the world was he throwing where it? Where was he throwing it? I mean, there's five. There's five white jerseys. Where in the world was he? Just grateful it wasn't a pick six. You know? I will say, I'm sorry. I'll still go back to if the tackles can't block, I need to see Garrett Green. I tweeted that. G2, it, baby. I tweeted, that's time his, for that's Garrett Green. G2. G2. I tweeted, time for Garrett Green. But the problem, G squared is what it should be. Okay. But the problem is, you're not going to see Garrett Green, Jeremy. Neil Brown is not that kind of coach. He's not putting in a true freshman over a redshirt 
uh, Jr. No but here's chance. the thing: even against even against Baylor, we saw them bring up the backup quarterback to run specific plays. Why can't we just get a? I'm not saying let Garrett Green start. I'm saying give him some plays. Not gonna happen. If it happens, I'll be so surprised. I uh, I'll be surprised. But I'm. I just would bet if I had to gamble, I would tell you it's not going to happen. I don't know. I don't know. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. You know. That's How long did it take to get Jared Daigie over Austin Kendall when it was that obvious last you year? You keep saying that, and every time I say last year was different because they were holding his red shirt. They only wanted, they didn't want to waste it last year because they knew they weren't going to be any good, and they were holding. So you, you notice he played all four of his games and he could, That's and retain true. his red That's shirt. That's true. Neil Brown just strikes me as too conservative to play a guy like Garrett Green, a true freshman, over. a over a redshirt junior. Keep saying true freshman. I see plenty of other teams playing true freshmen. I said Neil Brown seems too conservative to me to do that. I'm just, I'm not telling you you're wrong. I'm not telling you it's a bad idea. I'm telling you that Neil Brown seems too conservative to do that. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you're right. But all I know is something has to change on offense. Something's got to change. Well, something's got to change if we're going to win the conference. But I don't think we're going to win the conference this year. I think we need to be happy with a top three or four finish. That should be our goal this year. Just, I, I just. But the conference is wide open with Oklahoma losing again two weeks in a row. Texas losing to TCU. It's safe for the taking. Just put Garrett Green. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Like I said, it's Deggie. It's Deggie's team. Deggie's the quarterback. Give me some Garrett Green option plays. That's what I need. All right, this is what the RVK thinks. This is what we saw. This is how we feel. Let us know what you think. Get at your boys. The RVK. Holla at us. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power. Loyalty. And luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business? Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.